Milwaukee Admirals podcast with Charlie Larson. I'm Aaron Sims. And this podcast, Charlie, we have sponsors. Now, yeah, now with sponsors. With sponsors. Uh, as we are in, what, season three or four of this uh, situation here. Uh, this yes. Milwaukee Admirals season podcast four. is brought to you by Stenny's. Stenny's on second and national is Milwaukee's number one hockey bar with free shuttles to all Admirals games. Stenny's has the NHL package and will show any NHL game at any time. They also feature a full food menu serving seven days a week from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Stenny's, Milwaukee's number one hockey bar. You should be there. This podcast also brought to you by Capco. Capco Metal Stamping is a growing organization committed to innovation, people, and the future of manufacturing. Capco offers workplace learning and development, flexible scheduling, and competitive pay and benefits. Learn more at Capco Inc. Dot com. We thank them for stepping aboard and uh, joining us as we bring you another season of Milwaukee Admirals podcasts. And this one here today, Charlie, is is kind of a preview. Normally, we do all guests and uh, learn something about who we have or learn something about where the team is going this year or whatever. Um, we are going to hopefully learn something, but we are basically going to be giving the information about what's been going on in Nashville and what we can expect to see here with the Milwaukee Admirals in the 22-23 campaign. Yeah, for sure. And I think the short answer to that is a lot of new faces. A we, lot of new faces. Yeah. You know, on a typical year, this is the AHL. We're minor league hockey. There's going to be turnover, um, but usually there's not quite this much turnover, but that's the way it goes. And uh, we're certainly, I think, I think everyone around here is excited about this season and the prospects we're always excited for the season, but the team on the ice, I think, is going to be really good. The The interesting thing is, and I was talking with Scott Nickel uh, about a month ago on our radio show, which we do Monday nights at 5 o'clock on the Big 920 and the iHeartRadio app, uh, and Scott Nickel was talking about because of so many new faces and uh, taking the year off for COVID in 2021, um, that last year was kind of a it was a strange season for so many people because for, for a lot of them, it was their first time in Milwaukee. For some of them, it was their last year in Milwaukee and they weren't here the year before. So it was, it, it was just strange. Um, so Scott and Nashville decided to sign a lot of players to two-year contracts and to try to develop a culture and, and build that up again and have that be passed along from um from player to player as they enter the organization. And I thought that was a really interesting take. And um, you look at some of these players, I got to admit, and I've said this several times, I got to admit that I did not think based on the amount of young bodies that were in Milwaukee at the end of last season, I did not think Nashville would be so aggressive in going out and signing the amount of, players that are are tweeners in the between the nhl and the ahl guys that have a lot of nhl experience or at least some nhl experience uh who may be ticketed for milwaukee but certainly can can provide something at the nhl i did not think that they would spend that kind of money to bring players like mark jankowski Kiefer sherwood jordan gross kevin gravel roland McEwen. i didn't think we would see any of those players because again the amount of young players we had at the end of last season yeah i i don't i think I think we were all shocked when we saw that and you know it, it as as everyone knows like Nashville doesn't ask us ask the Admirals about what do you want who do you want to sign right right they they want to have a good team down here but ultimately it's their decision um 
you know, we might tell them, Hey, we really like this player because he's really good with the fans or he's great in the community. Um, but we're not, we don't dip our toes in the hockey, uh, in the hockey signings, uh, really. So, uh, I think we were all surprised by it. And, but I mean, very pleasantly surprised because of exactly what you just said. There was, there were so many young guys in Nashville, you know, they need to, they need to develop players, um, just because of who they are and they always have. And so, uh, but you know, now that they're, they're looking at developing or just giving guys an, another look, a new chance, right? Like how often do we say that it just, a guy just needed a, some, a different set of eyes on him before he can take the next step, step to the next level. And I think that's, you know, what Na- Nashville is uh, looking for here with uh, signing all those guys. And then you got guys like uh, Tim Shaler, who's an NHL veteran that they're bringing in just more good leadership uh, for us down here. And, uh, and John Leonard was, we got on the, uh, by a trade. trade. Yeah. Yeah. The Luke Cunning trade. So, and we should talk about these guys a little bit more, obviously, but, uh, it's really, it's, it's awesome to see. And we hope those guys are in Nashville, but they don't have room for all of them. So some of them are likely to uh, make their way down to, uh, that's just it. That's just it. It's, it's unfair. Um, we can, we can say, you know, Tim Schaller, Cole Schneider, those guys are on American league deals. Uh, you know, we can expect them here. Uh, Todd Burgess, we saw uh, play well for Manitoba. Manitoba, yeah. Uh, he's on an AHL deal. Um, Tommy Apap, who was here in Milwaukee, is on an AHL deal. Keaton Thompson, Keaton Thompson on an yep, AHL yep. deal. He's got uh, quite a few AHL games uh, under under on his resume. Um, so there are guys that are on AHL contracts that that we expect to see in Milwaukee. Um, then there are players that you just don't know. You mentioned John Leonard um, as one of those guys who has some NHL experience with the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Kiefer Sherwood is one who was an all-star last year and and a, a big-time goal scorer in the American Hockey League playing for Colorado. We saw him firsthand yeah. uh, here in Milwaukee. What do you, uh, what do you have, four points, four points in two games or five points in two games against us? What an incredible offensive player Kiefer Sherwood is. Uh, will he be here or will he be up? Uh, yeah. Mark Jankowski is a guy who has been back and forth between the NHL and the AHL for years. If he's in the AHL, He's a point of game performer at the NHL level. He is a solid role player. Um, does does Cole Smith factor in? Because now waivers is is going to be a factor with some of these guys. Um, Tommy Novak uh, started last year in Nashville. Um, has Cody Glass done enough to grab a job this season full time to start the year? I mean, there are there are a lot of questions um, that that we don't know as of yet. We we can all sit and say, well, certain guys are in ink. Yes, F- Philip Forsberg, Nino Niederreiter, uh, the acquisitions, um, Eckholm, M- M- McDonough, um, uh, Roman Yossi, uh, uh, those guys, they're, they're in ink. Uh, we know that in Nashville, but then there are quite a few guys that, that who knows? And, and dating back to, um, I spoke with David Poyle a, a couple of weeks ago, dating back to let's say Joel Ward. Yeah. There's always a guy that you think, yeah, he's going to be in Milwaukee. It's going to be awesome. And then we never see him. Right. And who actually, who Nashville probably thinks this guy's for Milwaukee, but he comes in and he impresses them so much that like, 
they can't they not keep him. Guy. Dan Ellis, right, yeah. is another guy yeah. that they've that they've done that for, and uh, and good for them, right? Uh, all these players, I we I, and we've talked about this before that Nashville has done a better we I, we think a better job in the last few years of giving guys opportunities because they've earned those opportunities and not giving them the opportunity because they're the number one draft pick or they're the, the flashy uh, prospect. Yeah, uh, so, and, so that, and, that's and exciting. Also putting them in a good spot too. They're not yes. playing one or two shifts a game. They're they're getting into a spot where they can play a little bit. Right, and giving them a chance to succeed for sure. That's and that's huge. Uh, another guy who attention needs to be paid to is Marcus Nurmi. Um, yes, signed in the off season. Will he be in Nashville or will he be? In Milwaukee, um, this Nermi was a sixth-round pick in 2016 by the Ottawa Senators. Uh, he's a Finland, uh, a Finland, native of Finland. Um, this last year, playing for TPS, he had 39 points, 20 goals, and 56 games. He's been um, right around that mark the last three seasons playing for TPS. He is six-five, about 200 pounds. Uh, you know, will he be? He's on a one-year contract. Uh, will he be in Milwaukee? Will he be in Nashville? Um, you know, guys, guys like that, they don't necessarily sign in North America thinking they're going to be coming to the American Hockey League. American Hockey League, right. They sign a one-year contract thinking they're going to be in the American Hockey League. So is Marcus Nurmi a guy that stays? And if that's the case, um, and you have Tanner Janot in your lineup every night, where's Michael McCarron's role? Will he be, you know, again, it's, we 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 when we devised the plan, Charlie, to to do this uh, podcast, which is sponsored by Stenny's and Capco. Um, when we devised the plan to do this podcast, I don't think you and I really thought completely all of the questions that might arise. Right. We can say we can say certainly there are 14, 15 jobs for certain that that Nashville, it's no no doubters. No right. doubters. And it might it might even be up to eight, 16, 17, 18, maybe 19. Yeah. It may be that high. Uh what do you do as the backup goaltender? Right. That's and I was it, gonna say that. That's the number I don't want to say the number one. I think that's I think actually that the number, the one, number question one question for pretty much for everybody. Us. Yeah. And, and and I think pretty much everybody, because you have the number one prospect and Askarov. And you have Connor Ingram, who performed very well in the playoffs last season for Nashville uh, in in a last-second starring role. Yes. Uh, and has been a phenomenal goaltender in the American Hockey League, particularly for Milwaukee the last couple of seasons. So, uh, and so you have those two guys. You have Devin Cooley, who was a star in the playoffs last year for Milwaukee. And then you have Kevin Lonkinen, who has – NHL games and, and, and done well playing for a really bad team in front of them. Yeah. And playing, uh, and how many, did he have 55 saves against the career, us? The, the old Rockford record is 56. Yep. Yeah. 56 saves in that 56 game. saves in a two, one overtime win over the admirals back in 2000. I think it was January, maybe early February of 2020. Uh, and just, uh, it was like, uh, I liken that game to watching like, uh, a, a team of high school kids playing like a, a team of squirts. Like it was, it was like the, the possession uh, Milwaukee's Corsi that game was just off the charts. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It was like, we'd get the puck, we'd shoot it. The puck would come back around and we'd get it again, pass the puck, shoot. It was crazy. 
obviously 56, 55 shots or 56 shots on net, not to mention 56, right. all the shots that missed, but I digress. No. So you would think Lonkinen comes in, he's the backup. So now you've got a trade chip or do you have, and, and I was thinking about this yesterday afternoon. Um, you look at, you never want to have three goalies on a roster. Uh, you also need to consider that Nashville and Milwaukee do not have a full-fledged ECHL affiliate this year. Right. So you're going to be fighting for t- f- to find some playing time for guys somewhere across North America in the ECHL for Vomatska and it, perhaps Devin Cooley, if Ingram or Lankanen are here, or Yaroslav Askarov, uh, you would think he's going to be in the American League, but you never know. Um, but you still got to find playing time for all of these guys. That's what you want to do anyway. Um, so you have, let's say you're, you're six deep at the goaltending position. Uh, oh, that's too much. That's all of this. Last year, Carolina ended up being at not like the seventh string goaltender at one point last year right. because everybody got hurt and they took Jack LaFontaine out of the university of Minnesota. Yeah. And as soon as everybody got healthy, LaFontaine was persona non grata and, really didn't play after that. And now he's trying to fend for himself somewhere else. Um, while Carolina traded McIniemi, who was hurt and uh, all of this. Uh, but, you know, can you have too many goalies? I, I don't know that you can. Right. So, uh, you know, a few, a few years ago, was it eight years ago, the Pekka was hurt and Mazinitz goes up and Devin Dubnik was at the low point in his career and they claimed Devin right. Dubnik. And yeah. um, so, I mean, all of these things that, that can pop up during a season. So um, having three goalies on a roster isn't unheard of. It's certainly not ideal. Um, But at the same time, I, you know, we just a couple of years ago had the taxi squad situation. Maybe it's something like that. That's something along those lines. Goalie goalie situation with Nashville. We know that they've never really, they've always kept like one extra forward and two extra defensemen uh, over the years. So they're always at 21, 20, 22 players instead of the 23 that you can have. So maybe, the maxes, you know. maybe, maybe they do that. Uh, who knows? But again, right. again, this is 100% speculation here. It is. Uh, we have no inside information other than we've just been around for a long time and seen a lot of stuff. And yeah. like Carl Taylor says this and coaches all over North America say this, they want to make, they want to make difficult decisions. They want to have to make difficult decisions. It's not good for our team, for the admirals, if say we got 20 guys and that's all. And if there's a big distinction between 20 and 21 or wherever that is, we don't want that. We want them to have to make, Carl wants to have to make difficult choices and create competition. And, you know, a rising tide uh, rise, raises all boats. Is that what the saying is? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, it fits, yeah. yeah. And they want, uh, they want that, whether it's in Milwaukee or whether that's in Nashville, make let make them make difficult decisions and uh, uh, and see what the uh, the uh, the benefit is. So we we've kind of touched on the goaltending situation. As I look at the defensemen here, um, and th- this is just who I think, it, 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 based on what's healthy in Nashville at the moment, and and contract situations and all of that, and and who is eligible for waivers and and all of these things that factor in at the beginning of the season and. It's it's certainly a lot easier to pass a player through waivers at the beginning of a year than it is later in the season when when teams start to realize that maybe their prospect isn't ready uh, for a call up and somebody gets hurt at the major league level. So what are you going to do? 
Um, last year, I think everybody in Nashville's organization was taken by surprise when Rem Pitlick was claimed off of waivers. He was yeah. taking it from Milwaukee and never got here because Minnesota claimed him. Um, but you look at the defense here. Kevin Gravel is a veteran. He's 30 years old, played last year in Stockton. He's been around a long time. I would think Kevin Gravel is, is a guy pegged for Milwaukee. Uh, Keaton Thompson's on an AHL deal. I would think he's pegged for Milwaukee. Uh, Xavier Bouchard has been is is on an AHL deal. He's been back and forth he, just a couple of games mil, with Milwaukee, but in the ECHL. So he's probably we're probably going to see him. Uh, Roland McEwen, um, he's a guy that he, he's he's been around a little bit. He's gone overseas. He's come back. Played last year in Colorado. Um, I would think we see him. He's a right shot. Mark Del Geizo. And Mark Del is on the fence right now. Now he's the Jeremy Davies. Will he right. go up? Well, right. One would think on paper anyway. Um, Spencer Stasny showed up last year and played well. Adam Willsby showed up and played well. And then you got Luke Prokop, who's coming into a first season, and he's a right shot defenseman. So uh, I think those are the guys you see in the mix on defense for Milwaukee. You get veterans like Gravel and McCune. Del Geizo, to a degree, is a veteran. And you get three, four guys. Uh, Keaton Thompson's a veteran. Uh, and then you get three, four guys who are who are young, and that's your seven, eight defensemen in Milwaukee to start the year. That's just what I see on paper at this moment. Right, and not to mention, and maybe the, this is a guy you have up in Nashville to start, but uh, Jordan Gross, right? He's uh, exactly right. Yes, yes, and that's a, that's one guy that I've gone back and forth on. He's the Eddie Shore winner, right? Uh, undrafted, played Notre Dame, um, tremendous. We saw him a couple of times, obviously in Milwaukee. Um, fantastic player that they signed him, uh, and and he signed a two year deal. Right. Um, it was a, it, uh, honestly, I was stunned, but there too. Now say he comes down. Now your right shot defense is uh, Jordan Gross, the Eddie Shore winner, Luke Prokop, who was incredible in the Western league playoffs playing yes. for Edmonton, playing for Brad Lauer in Edmonton and, uh, and Roland McEwen, who's been around the block several times. So th that's your right shot defense. You feel pretty good about that. R right. And like last, side, last year, side, like who's the, who's the odd guy out? Kevin Gravel's going to play, right? Mark Del is huh. going to play. And now you got Stasny and Willsby on top of that. So, I mean, you're in Keaton Thompson. Yeah. Um, you're feeling pretty good about the situation on defense. It, it, there's no Matt Donovan. There's no Josh Healy, these players that we've come to love. Um, but there, there have been some additions that are pretty exciting. Yeah. And, you know, let's look at the playoffs last year. We had to had to just to get a right shot defenseman in the lineup. We had to have a guy who could barely walk uh, in Matt Tennyson. And boy, did he play well. Yeah. in that game five against Manitoba, but like he literally, he couldn't play. No, uh, he couldn't, he couldn't walk. He was hurt so badly. And, but we needed a right shot, uh, a guy on the right side somewhere. So nice to have for Carl uh, to presumably that he's going to have some right shots that he can throw out there uh, in all situations. And yes. that'll, that'll certainly be helpful. Yeah. Up front, um, Tim Schaller's on an AHL deal. Cole Schneider, Tommy Apep, Cameron Housinger, uh, Cameron Housinger is the guy that uh, some people, I was asked about him the other day, actually in the uh, locker room, that they're talking about how impressive he has been uh, in camp. Cameron Housinger is a guy played for uh, Wheeling in the ECHL last season, uh, coming out of uh, the Western League, Red Deer, uh, in 61 games. He had 38 points for Red Deer a couple of years ago. Last year, he played a full season. 43 points, 21 goals, 102 penalty minutes in 64 games for Wheeling and uh, nine goals and an assist in 10 playoff games for Wheeling last that's, year. Playing and that's for, play, for playing former for former Admiral, former Admiral uh, uh, Derek Army. 
I almost said I almost said Tim Army, but that's not a former admiral. No. So I this is a guy to keep an eye on. Is he the uh, new Michael Hunsinger uh, from a couple of years ago? Everybody will remember him and the camp yeah. he had and right. um, what he did in the ECHL. Jimmy Huntington, who was tremendously uh, tremendous after uh, being acquired for Anthony Richard. Uh, Jakim Kondalik, uh, who is a big body. Big kid, yeah. I, I'm excited to see what what Kondalik can do. Uh, Todd Burge, as we mentioned him before. Does Yusuf Parson find his way in the lineup in Nashville? Does Igor Afanasia find his way into the lineup in Nashville? Igor, Igor is a guy that I liken his situation this year to maybe Nick Spalling in 2011. We sure. didn't think we'd see Nick Spalling at the beginning of the year. Uh, all of a sudden, he gets he's the last cut from Nashville. Um, they had to work out some contract things, and there were some players and the injuries and all of this stuff they had to work out. Nick Spalling comes down for four games and. Uh, when he was taking his warm-ups and when he was do- at practice, he wasn't just shooting the puck in the goalie's pads. Every right. shot he was trying to score. He mm-hmm. had a purpose with everything he was trying to do because he had done what he needed to do at the American Hockey League level, and he was not going to come back. He wasn't a jerk about it. He was no, very no. Business, but he was 100% focused on the next level. From what I hear and see about Igor and talking with him, he's kind of in the same boat. Like if he, if he's got a shot and uh, a a figurative shot, we know literally he has a hell of a shot. Right. Um, That that's an interesting guy there that, that may, that may have enough to stick at least games this year at the very least. Absolutely. Uh, I I know they want, they wanted more, they want more compete out of uh, Igor. Uh, And I think they've gotten that. Yeah. I think they've gotten that. Um, Navarin Mutter came in at the end of last season. Uh, they signed him out of the OHL. Yeah. Uh, another, tough, another yeah. just brick outhouse, right? Tanner like this guy's type of kid. a Tanner yes. type of kid. Uh, Luke Evangelista had 50 goals playing for London. Um, he came in late last season. Luke Evangelista is, is a young player and I don't, you shouldn't expect 50 goals out of him to start the season, but one, he has that success. And two, he played for the Hunters in London. Right. Dale Hunter, that group of people, former Admiral Dylan Hunter. Dylan Hunter, yeah. That's a group of people who knows what it takes to get to the National Hockey League. That's there's yes. a long line of success since the Hunters have taken over for London in the OHL. And he's he, he he's he's one of their fruits uh, yeah. off of that tree. Um, and, and he's one of those – oh, I'm sorry. He, uh, oh, Evangelista, he's – they're, you know, Ellie Tolvin and I and probably not that type of level of excitement to see him, but like people are talking about Luke Evangelista and what can he do at, yeah. uh, at, at this level and presumably progress to the next level, but he's got to do it here first. Big difference between playing in the OHL uh, and now playing against men. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, there's no reason to think he can't do it. Uh, Coming and uh, scoring 50 goals in whatever league is a tremendous accomplishment. Yep. In the uh, OHL, uh, it, it's it's certainly remarkable. We mentioned guys like John Leonard and Kiefer Sherwood and Michael McCarron and Mark Jankowski. Where do they slot in? Um, Tommy Novak, where does he slot in? And then one, and and honestly, the one that we haven't spoken of that, I, that I'm going to bring up now, uh, among the forwards, um, 
maybe the most interesting one to me is Cole Smith. Yeah. Who had 20 goals here in Milwaukee last season, showed fantastic speed. He's a big body. Um, he's going to be 27 years old in the first month of the season. I mean, he's, uh, it, it, at the end of October, he'll be 27 years old. He has to clear waivers um, to get down. Um, that's a guy I'm interested in seeing. And yeah. he, he's one of these guys that certainly add to the depth. If if there is a candidate for a waiver pickup from another for another by another team of any of these players in Milwaukee or that that may be ticketed for Milwaukee, I think Cole Smith is the one. Probably is, right? Like this guy is a freak athlete. Uh and we still like you just mentioned, we saw we haven't seen a we haven't seen bursts of speed. We've seen guys as fast as he has, but we've never seen guys go from zero to top speed. On the, Especially like just, at six four. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Like he, we, we'd see it on the on the penalty kill. Boy, he could just close the gap so yep. quickly up high, and uh, also high the highest vertical leap on the team since Shea Weber. So uh-huh. uh, that's that's according to Admirals. Uh, well, now Nashville. Uh, I don't know what his official title is up in Nashville, but Jason Nordby, former Admirals, yeah. yeah, former Admiral strength coach Jason Nordby, uh, said that he had the highest. Highest leap, vertical leap since uh, Shea Weber for the Admirals. So that's pretty. Well, that's some impressive stuff. I tell you what, and, and and it's interesting you bring up Shea Weber because I've been thinking, and I I did. Uh, I was a guest on a podcast here the other day in Nashville, and um, I've been thinking a lot about this. That from the way they talk in Nashville, and I'm I'm basing this off of fans and and social media interactions and things. This may be the most exciting crop of young players since Shea Weber, Ryan Suter, Kevin Klein, Alex right. Sultzer, Alex Richard Sultzer. Dalek, uh, <laughs> that, that, yeah, that group, uh, Daniel Veeding, yeah. um, that, that, that group from the, the 02 to 04 drafts, you know, uh, 02 to 05. I mean, you could probably throw in. There are certainly players sprinkled in, right? Ellis and 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 Yossi, right, and, and, and all of that. But but let's let's say for the sake of argument, let's say since Yossi and Ellis, right, uh, that this may be the most exciting crop of young players prospects yeah. in the system since yep. those guys were young players in the system. Yeah, absolutely. And there's been a couple of real high end guys, right, like the the Kevin Fialas and Ellie Tolvanens. But from top to bottom. This is as deep as I think we've been in in quite a while. Yeah. You know, it, it wouldn't be a surprise to me to see in four or five years that oh my gosh, look at this! It's uh, you know, the the road to Milwaukee or north of Nashville goes through Milwaukee, and here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Here are these guys that are you know spent a year and a half, two years here, and now they're mainstays for the Preds. Exactly. Yeah, I I, I I'm quite excited. It has, um. It, it, again, I go back to how I started this podcast, which is uh, brought to you again by Stenny's and by Capco. I go back to how I started this whole thing, Charlie. That I did not think we would see the players, the veteran players, signed here because of how many young players they want to get a look at and they want to see prosper at this level. Um, but that also, we talk about competition. There's more competition within the room, and that's a good right. thing. That is a, a really good thing. Um, so we mentioned that there's 
16, 17 spots that you, that are in ink and maybe even in stone in Nashville. Um, there, there are some players that, that may be surprises coming to Milwaukee. There right. are some players that may be picked up on waivers. Um, and Nashville could do the same for that matter. Nashville could find a player on waivers that they like somewhere along the way. Right. Uh, but right now with the off season moves that the predators made, um, I don't know that they're better than Colorado in the central division, but they might be better than every other team in the central right. division at this moment. Yeah. Um, and that, that says a heck of a lot. It and, does. Now, and, and, and now, and I'm going way ahead here, Charlie, but now you look ahead and you get into the end of January, February, and somebody here, Patrick Kane is, is being dangled by Chicago. And now you got a couple prospects somewhere here that you can make a move for to, right. to bring if... in and again, hypothetical. Um, but but you know, but you never know like that. Yeah, something like that. Does it happen? You know, um you you feel okay giving up a first round pick to take a kick at the can, knowing that you have the number of prospects that you do have right now. Right. Yeah. Um, the the it, covered the cupboard is not bare as it may have been in 2018, 2019, when the highest pick was was Kondalik in the fourth round. And I'm not saying Kondalik is a bad player. I'm just saying that you didn't have three picks to try to replenish three higher end picks on paper to try to replenish the system. Right, right, exactly. That's exactly right. And and then, and if then that's what that's what happens when you get a lot of draft picks and you get people that know what they're doing with the draft. Yeah, uh, you end up you hit it, you hit on them, and you develop. And but you have to have every good team in AHL history, right? Has had the mix of veterans and up and coming prospects. Yeah, because you can't you can't complete a team with just veterans. This isn't the IHL, right? right? You can't. There's no there, there's a salary cap and all that good jazz. Uh, there's not a salary cap. That, like that the prospect right? limit. Oh, you can't. Yeah. yeah you can't the, the number of games. Yeah. The veteran rule, the veteran rule. Exactly. So uh, it's, it's really, it, I hate to get, get too excited because who knows what happens. Right. Right. Uh, but like, we've got such a good combination of youth and leadership and veterans, but not just leadership. <laughs> leadership is what is, is sort of a code word for old. Yeah. Uh, but I think these guys are leaders that can play. And uh, that's really, that's important uh, for it to be successful. And I think, I think we got that. Yeah, it is going to be uh, very interesting. And a couple of exhibition games with Chicago to start things off that, you know, in the grand scheme, don't probably don't mean a heck of a lot, but then to start off opening night at Chicago, uh, the right. night they raised the banner um, in that, I know it's only game one, but that's going to be a heck of a way to start the season to see what this new group of Milwaukee Admirals can do in a barn that is going to be buzzing to kick oh, off the season. Yeah, absolutely. And both teams will have changed a lot. Yes. Uh, and and Chicago's got even got a new coach. Yes. Um, but that doesn't matter. Like people who are just on board, they get it. They'll get it quick that like this is important especially on our side. Yeah. Um, they'll, they'll realize it pretty quickly that this is an important game, even though it's game one. And even if we lose, uh, you know, one of the most ex- successful seasons in Admiral's history was 2015, 16. 
And we got smoked in that first game in Chicago. Uh, I think it was five or six to one. Um, and we ended up doing well, but I'm not, uh, but certainly that is not what Carl Taylor wants out of that game. He wants, yeah. he wants a win yes. in that game. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. My coaching staff, by the way, you bring that up, Carl Taylor, Greg, Greg Rollo, Scott Ford intact, um, added a, a, a new video coach, uh, this year, um, full-time. So yep. it's, uh, yeah, the, uh, the investment is being made and it's, uh, it's, it's shaping up to be a lot of new faces on the ice some new faces off the ice too, in that locker room. Um, but it's, ah, right. it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be pretty exciting. It's going to be really exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Stenny's on second and national is Milwaukee's number one hockey bar with free shuttles to all admirals games. Stenny's has the NHL package. They'll show any game, any NHL game at any time. They also feature a full food menu serving seven days a week from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Stenny's Milwaukee's number one hockey bar. You should be there. Podcast also brought to you by Capco. Capco Metal Stamping is growing organ is a growing organization committed to innovation, people, and the future of manufacturing. Capco offers workplace learning and development, flexible scheduling, and competitive pay and benefits. Learn more at capcoinc.com. I mentioned those as the sponsors of the podcast, which we're very excited that they are. Uh, Charlie, do we, how can we wrap this up? Are, well, do here, we here's anything else. I do. Uh, here's the answer. Where did I go after I left the office on the morning of 9-11? The answer, Stenny's. It was... Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for those of us that remember what 9-11 was like and not everyone listening, hopefully we have some younger listeners out there. But uh, uh, on 9-11, we sat in the office like so many people did and watched TVs. And at some point, it's like some point, Phil Whitliffe came around and said, OK, guys, like, just just go home, be with your families. And uh, my wife was at work. I didn't have anywhere to go. And so. And that was the case with a, a few of us. So we said, hey, let's go, let's just go to Stenny's. So we went to Stenny's and, you know, had the watch most somber. TV. What's yeah. that? And watch TV. Yeah. And watch TV had the most somber. Uh, yeah. Watch TV had the most somber lunch ever. I got a bunch of other good Stenny's stories from over the years uh, that I'll share on every podcast. Come back for stories of uh, more, much more uplifting and inspiring things. Maybe not so inspiring, but funny uh from uh tales of my youth at stenny's that's perfect that's perfect yeah. that's the uh, they, that's the that's what they wanted sponsored was uh stupid charlie's decisions. stories of yeah. charlie's experiences at stenny's charlie's stupid decisions at stenny's uh over uh, the years so in the uh coming weeks we will have uh conversations with with a lot of the new players um some of the old players perhaps but uh, a lot of that to look forward to as we get back into another season uh, of this podcast. So, yeah, start a week from Saturday is the uh, home opener, or not home opener, gosh, stop it, uh, is the exhibition game at home, ex exhibition game against Chicago, six o'clock at Panther Arena. October the 8th. Yep. 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 One week so, from this uh, Saturday. Well, depending on when you listen to this. Yes. Uh, yeah. We will have uh, a lot more for you. So, uh, with that, we'll wrap things up. For Charlie Larson, I'm Aaron Sims. Thank you for listening to this Milwaukee Admirals podcast brought to you by Stannies and Capco. 